I'm your host, DJ Unjust. We have a very, very special activity today, something we don't usually get to do, which is, you know, do an interview, shine the spotlight on some homies that have been holding it down for years in East Africa, in Nairobi. Um, that is the team from Espresso. What's up, guys? No, so, hey, so, uh, what's up? <laughs> oh, so glad to have you all. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Um, yeah, so it looks like we've got Mr. Lou, we got Revamp, and we got Mars. Um, is that good that I can call you guys that? Anything else? We got it? That's, I think that's... Yeah. That's yeah, it. That's, that's, that's superhero names. Those are the ones we do word yeah y'all live up to that for sure i guess getting started like could y'all tell me a little bit about where espresso came from how that was founded what made you want to do that uh i i think i don't know i don't know how we got the name espresso that one like we have to talk about a bit more how we settled on that name but how we met is that loop uh, Mr. Lou sent us uh, like in, uh, DMs on SoundCloud. He sent me a DM on SoundCloud. Back then, like SoundCloud was huge, still huge, but back then it was like massive in, in Nairobi for the alternative scene. And so Mr. Lou uh, found my stuff on SoundCloud and he sent me a DM like, you know, I like your stuff. Do you want to meet up? And we, we arranged and we met up and uh, we kind of quickly became friends and then he told me that he had already met up with this cool guy who called Revamp, who makes beats as well. And he asked me if I would be down to meet up. And we were like, yeah, we'd all be down to meet up. And here's the fourth member of the group, actually. Her name is uh, Baby. Hi. Hello, Baby. Hello. Yeah. Um, and, and so, like, initially, we just started myself, uh, Revamp, and, and Mr. Lou. Um, and it was because of this guy, because Mr. Lou sort of brought us together, and and then much later on, like uh, Baby Breath became Baby's Breath became the fourth member, and she's now changed her name to Baby. Um, and yeah, that's how we met, like through SoundCloud in the DMs. Man, I love hearing that the SoundCloud brought you together. I mean, that's really how we got to find you too. It's crazy that that's like the sort of I don't know, it sounds like a secret society, like if you're dope, you're <laughs> on the uh, Yo, so just to catch you up, baby, we were, I was just asking the gentleman, like, you know, how Espresso got started. I'm curious, you know, so is that same, like Mr. Lou hit you up and you joined on or? Yeah, um, they asked me to feature on their podcast and then we just got along really well after that and 
here we are now, I guess. Yeah. That's awesome. She was the first person we ever interviewed in our podcast. <laughs> and That's awesome. She ended, up, she ended up being present in like most of our studio sessions as well. And yeah. like we also just really dug what she did as baby herself. Yeah. Sounds like a synergy, you know, like as y'all all start to build, it's like the it gets bigger and better. Everybody brings a little bit to the table. That's beautiful. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, how can our listeners find out about the podcast? That sounds dope. Ooh, ooh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, we've on the podcast for a while. I think there's four episodes. Yeah, there's four episodes. Word. Word. Yeah, we've slapped on the podcast, trying to revive it. And so that one's still, I don't know. We don't know if it's coming back or. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's <laughs> hey, I will be the first to admit that it's hard as hell to try to keep a consistent, you know, yeah. hours of interesting things through time. Like, that's, that is no easy feat for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, so wait, just a small question. Like how, how do you usually do your like podcasts, like for example? Because I remember there was even an episode where you were recording with you had mentioned you were recording with Apple earphones. You remember that episode? I think so. <laughs> yeah, man. Um it's a, it's a lot of duct tape and just trying to put shit together and I use tractor. <laughs> Um, I'm technically using some DJ software and a lot of times, especially in the past, like I couldn't even record the words at the same time as the music. So all the words are like me on my iPhone in my closet with little MP3s. And then I'm dropping those as tracks over MP3, other music. So it ends up being like this mix of live and not live. It's like a collage. It takes a lot of time. There's way smoother workflows, I'm sure, but you know, this is just a hobby, I guess. So maybe one day I'll get to focus full time on this type of thing. Yeah. Um, so speaking of, I guess, I- I'm curious a little bit about your you all's creative process. Like, um, where do you start with a track? Is it typically like drums first or bass, or does it just sort of happen for you in your ear? I, I'm always impressed at how artists, you know, take that something they hear and make it their own. Mm. Um, I guess um, most of the times, um, for most of us, I think we usually start with like the 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 chords or like the sample or the melodic thing that kind of like drives us to add drums to like the whole life of the project so depending on how that goes will influence what kind of like drums that are needed for each song um, yeah, yeah I'll say it's the same. go ahead Oh no, sorry, I would say it's the same thing for, um, yeah, it usually just starts out, like for the beats, it starts out the same way, for the the songs it's a bit different, sometimes it could be like someone just said like a random word that sounded interesting or cool, 
and we'd be like, okay, we'll use that for the hook. And then we sort of try and add more <laughs> words around that random words to make it into like a cohesive thing. And then, yeah, so it, it could be like calls or just like random things. It could be anything. Sometimes you're watching an, a YouTube video, you'll get something off of that. On Instagram, you'll find something off of that. So it, it's it's weird. It's a weird process. It's like, it's like walking around the internet with like a big recorder and every website is like a different door you enter through. Yeah. It's like, okay, so today we are entering this door. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Yeah, I mean, it's that's an interesting thing bringing up the internet, right? Because there's so much good shit to listen to. Sometimes it's hard to decide when to stop and be creative for yourself, right? I, I struggle with that. Like, I'm always listening for new tracks, but it's like I'm also an instrumentalist. And sometimes it feels like this wave of creativity is just hitting constantly from other people. And you got to find solitude for yourself. You know, what's, what's that like? Yeah. Could you repeat that again? I was just curious, like, you know, how do you decide to like, okay, I'm done listening and it's time to say something, you know, like, cause there's so many, so many dope artists on SoundCloud and, and bigger, but eventually you got to have your own voice. Like, you know, what does that feel like for you, I guess? Uh, um, I would say um, just deciding on when to actually like say it's enough to like, it's enough, like you've, you've stopped consuming external stuff and you're just focusing on like building your own type of stuff. Um, so it's, it's more of like, there's, there's no like rule book to it really. It's not like I'll listen to a hundred songs and be like, okay, on the hundred and one song, <laughs> you know, but like sometimes it's just like, you you kind of need time to just like internalize things to yourself. And um, the music that we make is also a reflection of like the world around us. So <laughs> yeah, it's a reflection of the world around us. So most of the things even the phrases that we do use or end up using in songs for the songs that do end up coming out like we you know we, we put so much intent into our work and that's also during those times when like we take time not to like listen to external things and just focus on what sounds memorable to us yeah, so it's so it's a conscious effort to kind of look inward and create. Mm. Yeah. You know, based on that, I guess I'm curious. Uh, you know, when is a track done, or when is an album done for you? How do you know it's done? When I guess for me, it's like when you when I feel like I hit the track so much, like I've listened and mixed it to the point where it can't even be mixed any further. And I've played it for all the homies, they say they like it, but I know I don't like it. So it's like, okay, fine. This, it's your time to leave the house and go be a big person. You know, that's your baby. It's out of the world now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Group songs, it's like, when you play a song, 
when when you if you want to know if a song is done usually when we are done with the mix and you played in the group there's just a look everyone gives each other in the room and you just know like okay so this you know this one is is good to go if you don't get that look and i can't even describe it it's just like a consensus it's like an unspoken consensus and everyone is like yeah okay this one is good to go then now we test it in the car we need it like the 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 thing that makes us take a long time is even the creative process it's the mix the technical process like we we'll stay with a song longer cuz maybe the mix didn't sound right or something but as far as like the creative side of things like you just know as soon as the it's a vibe and everyone just feels it you're like yeah okay that's that's done so now let's finish the technical stuff and put that on yeah Yeah, uh, I've got a lot of learning to do there. That's always hard for me. So, I, I you that's definitely y'all are teaching me things. So, it sounds like a lot of it comes down to the fact that you have such, you know, good chemistry together, you can trust each other and here to maybe cuz I guess for me, I tend to hate everything I mean, but I need other people to tell me that it's okay, I guess. I don't know. Can you come or just like I'm always hearing the problem or the gap I'm not hearing the goodness of it and so the other people tend to hear the goodness of it and be like okay chill like you got it it's fine it's good it's dope yeah <laughs> cool top is most of what actually yeah we just overly self critical most of the time i guess right it's a It's a really a need for self love when you get down to it I think. That's true. Yeah, so I guess you know we have if you're just turning up to him we have Revamp Mars and Mr. Lou from uh Nairobi and the baby us. Where are you joining us from baby? Mombasa. Mombasa. All right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm in a different city. Bye. So I guess that kind of makes me curious you know how has the lockdown been for you all you know how's it been in this pandemic the world has been so crazy like has it been a good creative time for you having less outside noise or has it been sort of tough to stay creative it's been uh um Rivam has to go check on the meat but he'll be back. <laughs> okay, so in terms of like the pandemic though, um I guess we've, we've mostly I think we can speak for each other, right? Like and I can say that like I've been mostly spending this time like learning a lot of things. Um everyone in the group does different things, but like um you know It, it's like what makes us so so much stronger together like the it's the united factor sort of so you know um i've mostly been doing freelance stuff and i've also been just focusing on becoming a better illustrator and just sketching and stuff as well graphic design um I'm, 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 i've been trying to reach out to like small local brands to at least like open with social media stuff So I guess the pandemic has kind of done good things for me mentally because I feel like I can I can finally see my true north again and 
I feel like I know where I should be heading in terms of like just being an audiovisual artist as well. So right. um, I think it's, 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 it's teaching me things that I also need to put in place some structures in order for those things to happen, you know. Yeah, I, yeah, I guess that's the thing. Uh, for 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 me personally, it's been a different time. Like, cause I have a nine-five, so that's been a bit hectic. We've been working pretty much the same <coughs> as usual. Um, so I guess maybe for the for the for the for creating, it's more like a. It's like I usually go to periods of self-discovery and like imagining myself afresh. So I don't know what will come out of this period. I have no idea. Um, I still know I haven't been making a lot of stuff, but like I don't know. I know something is going to come out of it. I just don't know what exactly. Uh, so I've been, I haven't been as busy creatively as like uh, the rest of the gang. Uh, but yeah, it's still been like a useful time for me. Every time I interact with their work, like it just inspires uh, and, and plants seeds. So we we'll see what comes out of it from the person. Um, well, I have a nine-to-five also, but it's in the events industry. So right now we're kind of on a break. Um, so yeah, I've been making a lot more music than I have in the previous years, um, and just trying to get back in touch with that side of myself. Because I think I was focusing a lot on like the industry side of it, and I'd forgotten a lot of the creative part of it. So I'm just getting back to that, and yes, I've been creatively active again, and it's been nice. The pandemic's kind of been nice. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. <laughs> awesome to hear. I, you know, I would say kind of similar. I've had a nine to five that's been busier than ever. Um, and so maybe I had different expectations of being super, super creative, but I'm like, I'm like super, super ready for a nap, actually, most days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Damn, bro. But yeah, cool. I mean, that's, I'm glad that it's been able to maybe I think for all of us, it's shown like what's really important, right? Like maybe those little things we were taking for granted before, like a hug or handshake, yeah. you know, um, <laughs> exactly. I mean, and it seems like you all have had a better time in, in Kenya compared to the US. It's sort of been a shit show here. So, you know, it, uh, like I was telling you all earlier, USA has got to be number one in everything, no matter what, including most pandemic death got to hold it down. So it's just, yeah, man, it, it's crazy times. I'm hoping we can uh, get back on a better course through the next year. Um, I guess, you know, before I go on, I, I wanted to highlight, you know, Nairobi Lost Tapes, Volume 1, Mr. Liu. Like, did you make the art for that, the, the album art and the everything associated with it? Because it's a really beautiful project. Thank you. Um, I orchestrated part of the idea for the cover art, but it was Antony and, and Precious that brought it to life. You know, um, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, this artist is called Antoni and PM Draws. Um, she she's really on 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 Instagram. You can find them at Antoni okay. Spiders. 
and two, and then W N double E, and then P N Rose is just P N Rose. Um, so those those are the artists responsible for bringing the vision to life. Um, cool. Yeah. I mean, I have to admit, I've learned a lot about folk music in Kenya based on your tracks because I hear these samples and, you know, as I'm learning more about you, I'm, you know, learning more about these different regions of Kenya. Like, I don't know, I, I'm feeling so brand new that I haven't been able to get up to speed yet, but I'm so thankful that, you know, you've honestly been teaching me a lot about your culture via, via your community. So, it's a really beautiful thing. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So again, you know, I will encourage our listeners to check out Expresso on SoundCloud. We'll link, you know, everybody's uh, usernames and everything uh, in the the track info. Um, I I guess just generally, I want to say I really love that Afrobeat sound is just taking over the world. It seems like that's kind of the new wave of hip hop everywhere. Like. I can't you know, go a day without hearing Burna Boy or Jules, Wizkid, and I, that just really makes me happy. I feel like you all, I don't want to say you all have next because you've been doing it for, forever. It's like the world just now being attention. Yeah. Yeah, but Afrobeat is interesting because Afrobeat is more like a West African movement. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, the South, like, they have a whole house thing going, which is huge, like, globally. And so, like, for, for, for us in East Africa, it's like, I guess we're trying to find that thing that, like, will take us to the global stage as well. Um, and right now, the, the whole world is focused on Africa, which is a good thing. Um, but still, like, I feel like, you know, like how there's this thing that uh, Andre 3000 said at the Source Awards, I think it was in 96 where he said like the South has something to say because like no one took the South seriously as far as it go. So I would say like East Africa is like in a similar place like guys kind of know we can make stuff but they don't really take us seriously on the continent. So I feel like right. our time is running. Yeah, yeah. And that, like we have a diverse scene like the alternative scene in East Africa is, is intense. So like we, we, we're, we're hoping that soon we'll be on that stage as well. You guys would like yeah. Yeah, I agree. So, I mean, as you see it now, like, what, what's, I guess, your favorite part of East African music then? Maybe we can help amplify a little bit or, um, yeah, I guess I'm just, I don't really, frankly, know much about that nuance, so I would love to hear more. East Africa has some cool, like, Right now, I guess the most exciting thing, and maybe we're a bit biased, but the most exciting thing is the alternative scene in East Africa. Like whether you go to Tanzania or you go to Uganda or you go to um, or here in Kenya, Rwanda has like an interesting trap scene that's happening right now. Um, Ethiopia has like an interesting, I mean, no, sorry, Tanzania has an interesting scene. They call it Barisala. Uh, which is like a play on, on the on the name of the capital city, which is Dar es Salaam. Uganda, I don't know so much about Uganda, but they have a they have a cool scene as well. They host this festival called Nigenyege. Yeah. Um, every year, and it's usually like a big festival that 
host artists from all over Africa, like to come to perform as DJs. So people from all parts of Africa end up going to Nege Nege. Yeah. Yeah. So those, those are the things uh, that, that are a bit interesting. But also traditionally, you have a lot, like you have like Benga music, uh, you have Arab music. Um, there's so much, like there's so much you could you could draw from as far as far as, far as the traditional like landscape of East African music. Uh, but the alternative scene is really exciting right now for us. Yeah, I love it. I, I hope that you know we can. I want to keep learning about producers, you know, via SoundCloud and just via you know all of these sort of homegrown creatives, right? Like, I don't necessarily need to learn about the shiny guy with platinum record. You know, the real music's coming from the people that are hungry and the people that, you know, are really in it still. They're not sitting on some yacht trying to write about the struggle. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Also, Gengaton is huge. If you, I don't know if you know about Gengaton, it's huge. Stuff. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. I gotta do my homework for real. Yeah, yeah. It has like heavy dancehall influences. It's, it's yeah. Yeah. I'm personally a big fan of the, the, the dancehall side, reggae, Afro Caribbean, a little of the kind of baile funk, like the Brazilian sort of thing going on. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all so fresh to me. It's just. Yeah, I feel like it's time for a new wave, more danceable hip hop, and all of these are like little parts that make up like a lot more fun music for everybody, actually. Yeah. Um, all right, I mean, yo, I could come to you guys all night. Like, this is so fun. I'm trying to keep it concise, but I guess, are there any projects in the pipeline you all want to let us know about? Um, any, any kind of new thing you're on? I know you just dropped some some new shit. You got, you know, Nairo Bass not too long ago, and Boys Tapes, and, you know. Okay. You wanna man come and say something? Yeah. <laughs> About our project coming up. Yeah. Well, we're just in the early stages of doing a sequel to Nairobi's and yeah, yeah. we have like we have this group on Telegram where it's Expresso and friends, basically people who affiliate with us, make music with us, rappers, videographers, photographers. So like a lot of them also do music. So we'll also try and put together a tape there if possible, depending on how everyone is feeling. Yeah. So yeah, those yeah. projects that will kinda be out hopefully end of this year, early next year. Yeah. All right. Cool. Yo, so I will make sure to link to everyone's Bandcamp. What I'm asking, you know, our listeners to do, go out, you know, dig a little bit, check out Espresso and all the homies. Like these are real artists. And if you can maybe send a couple dollars their way, they're out there really doing the damn thing. So I know that you know, every little bit helps. So yeah, um, we'll make sure that everybody has, you know, all of your contact information. And, you know, overall, I'm just really thankful for the time that we got to spend chatting. And 
yeah, I look forward to working together more. Like, let's not wait three more years to. <laughs> so, all right, y'all have any last thoughts you want to send out to the world, or we get to to wrap up? Maybe. Maybe concern yourself. Um. <laughs> Stream Naira Bass on Spotify, <laughs> Apple Music, <laughs> any other streaming platforms. Yeah, I think that's my sign off. <laughs> Word. All right. Well, much love. Much love. I, I, have, I, have, I have one wish. Yes. Um, I wish you guys would find the link to become official, like Apple Music curators and Yo, stuff like that. You know? I think you, oh. you you like a more more yeah just figure out ways to become maybe Spotify or Apple Music maybe you could do Spotify and 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 Roberto <laughs> is he calling Robert? Roberto could, could do Apple Music yeah and then boom I think that would be sick. That's a you're right. You're right. You know some things that keep me from that occasionally is like. Some of my favorite producers are just not on those platforms. Like I prefer the B-sides and the little SoundCloud sketches and stuff a lot of times, but I appreciate the encouragement. That is absolutely something I will I will take to heart because yeah, I mean, I do feel like we're all kind of shining a light on a lot of dope music in the world and it's important to stay consistent and keep shining that light as time goes on. Yeah. I have a question, man. Like, yeah. 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 This can be off the record. I, was, I, I just wanted to know how long you guys have, like, how long you've been digging on SoundCloud and, like, what are the changes you've seen on the SoundCloud scene up until now? Oh, shit. That's a great question. Um, well, you know, I first found SoundCloud through what was Selection Producers. So, Sico, Mr. Carmack. Um, and some of those early guys, but I actually found them through an older website. It was called Hype Machine, Hype M. It uh, collects a bunch of different blog MP3s and just put them together in a stream. And so I was listening there and the source was always coming from SoundCloud. This was like 2014, maybe. Yeah. Uh, maybe 20, shit, I'm getting so old, man. I got gray hairs. It was like, maybe 2013 or so. Um, and once I realized like, oh damn, these guys are all posting on SoundCloud, not this other stuff. Uh, I need to go there first. And so, you know, that was, that was kind of how it all got started. And then I tapped into this whole world of, you know, you might be 15 years old, but you stole some professional software to make some classy tracks. Yeah. Like, so I would definitely play your stuff. I don't care if you have a label. I would, you know, I don't care who you are. Like, it's all about the vibe. So, um, and then, you know, I got tired of just bothering my friends with like, oh, yo, you got to check this track out. Like, you got to check out this artist. Like, you got to do this and that. I'm like, I need a bigger platform. So at that point i started working with community radio back in houston actually so we were on the fm dial it's a show called smaller grooves they were almost 20 years old at that point um and so i joined in kind of as a little baby 
you know, as like a new guy that was gonna play like, you know, some internet cuts instead of like Deep House and more old school hip hop. And that was kind of more the spirit of the, the channel. Um, that's where I met Roberto. And after that show ended, he and I just had such a strong artistic connection that we were like, yo, we gotta keep it going. Um, but I guess as far as SoundCloud goes, like it's it's been a beautiful thing to watch it grow, but as things grow, you get more vultures, right? More people that are just spamming you, oh, get reposts, get plays, like trying to make comments on your tracks, like as a robot. I'm like, can y'all fuck off? Like we're trying to be real. So, or like, oh, you know, click this link to see my nudes or whatever. It's like, really? Like why did I have all this trash? Yeah. Like, I, personally, my, my hope is that, you know, SoundCloud really needs to, what I would love to see is kind of steal the Bandcamp idea. If I could pay you what I want for a track on SoundCloud and they take a cut, I would love that. You know, like how Bandcamp yeah. does. Yeah. Uh, that's really where the money's at. I don't want to be paying you 0. 0.0006 cents per stream on Spotify. Yeah. You know, I would love to just send you like $5, $10 for, a, for an album directly. And mm. I feel like Spotify's really missing, or SoundCloud's really missing out on not letting you monetize directly through your tracks. Mm. And I, because yeah, a lot of their problem is revenue. They ain't really got the cash, so they've got to use all this shady stuff to try and get you to pay them. And if they could just take a cut of your stream or a cut of your profit a little bit, like five percent of a dollar, like they would make money. You can make money. Everybody would be happy. Yeah. Hi. Thanks. Thanks for sharing your thoughts. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna kill the recording. So that was a wrap on our mostly unscripted half hour interview with the homies at Espresso. Again, thank you so, so much to Mr. Lou, Revamp, Mars, and Baby. I'm so thankful for the time that we got to have together. So yeah, I'm going to close out with the last track from Mr. Lou's Nairobi Lost Tapes Volume 1. Again, y'all make sure to check the links in the description for how to stream all of these dope tracks from Expresso and these producers. So yo, let's get it.